Record Shop is a digital collectible platform for music NFTs on the Flow blockchain. Hey fam, this is Redbird here from the Record Shop community team, and I am happy to welcome you to our podcast. We are sharing our live content here so you can stay up to date. Subscribe or follow now to keep up. Today's episode is a recording from an October 2022 Twitter Spaces with myself and Nick from the Disco Fries. This week, we invited anyone from the community to come up to speak, and the topics ranged widely from how digital collectibles and NFTs are viewed in Web2 to the experiences of record shop collectors and musicians on the platform. Thanks to those who came up, including record shop collectors, Sonia, Slick, and Big Daddy Eric, as well as Paper Chase, Rosa Cecilia, and Malena. How's things? Pretty good on a Wednesday. Yeah, I was just juggling between Slack audio, Zoom audio, Twitter. It's just, well, who's going to make the all-in-one app that we could do everything from? Seriously, or, or just make it, like, ugh, so much easier. We do, like, all of the same copy-paste everywhere. Like, I mean, we just started the podcast literally so people don't have to come to Twitter and, like, listen to old recordings. <laughs> right. Yeah, I actually run all that stuff through some processing too, so it makes it sound a little bit better. But the, I, I'm hoping within the the year or so they start to upgrade the audio on Twitter because it's interesting. Like if you do an audio recording on WhatsApp or even an audio, rec- uh, the best audio recordings are like into your iPhone, into the voice notes. If you have an iPhone, the like limiting that they use in there and the compression just sounds amazing. Um, so I'm hoping Twitter like upgrades their audio tech in the next year or so, and these things just sound better. This is yeah, seriously. This is things that like a music producer like keeps them up at night. <laughs> well, even like we, uh, you know, we're not playing music right now as like an intro because I don't know. Personally, we know I have struggled with that and getting it to sound good and not sound glitchy. Uh, so if you have a better way to do it and you want to play some music for a few minutes, not to put you on the spot, but uh, let me, I would be happy. Let me see what I've got here. Hold Are on. you connect? Oh, no. You you say you just put it right up to your headphones. I just put it up to my... I just throw my speaker on like this. Oh, I see. Like, how does that sound? I'm just curious. Not terrible. I don't know. What do you guys think for listening in? Like... I mean, it sounds terrible, but. All right, Slick is giving us a, a heart. I mean, it's good to know. This is this is very good to know. <laughs> Defy Dave, too. Give him the, the claps. I'll let this record ride for a second. What are we listening to? So this is an artist by the name of Rob Vice on our label Liftoff. Uh, and the record's called Walls Around Me. Um, Rob's a young dude out of Italy, actually. And he's making like Latin inspired uh, dance records. So super cool. 
So who we got in here? Uh, a couple of you guys popping in. Uh, if you could share this space, that would be awesome. Hit that plus sign in the bottom right corner. Uh, we don't have a specific agenda for today that I know of. Lisa might have one. <laughs> um, but we're happy to talk about all three things. Web3, music, what, what you are all interested in right now. What's your, uh, what collections are jumping out to you? What tech is jumping out to you? Uh, and we can we can touch on all those things. Quick intro. I'm Nick from the Disco Fries. Uh, I've been an artist strategist now with Record Shop since the beginning. Uh, helped onboard a bunch of artists into the space. Um, have been a big advocate for bringing Web three tech uh, and just ideas from Web two into Web three, and how to kind of bridge that gap and and cross over fans from one area into the other. Uh, and find that sweet spot of Web 2.5, which has been our uh, our main goal at Record Shop, just making it as easy as possible for consumers to come in, start a collection. If they know nothing about crypto or NFTs, uh, we have an on-site wallet on Record Shop, and it's super easy to get started. Uh, my artist project, Disco Fries, was one of the early ones to join Record Shop, and we had a sold-out pack drop, uh, did 2,200 mint count on our pack, and it was called Friends of Fries. And... Um, we launched it right at the start of the bear market <laughs> this year, uh, and it's uh, it's been a blessing to to really be part of this community and learn all about what makes everybody tick and what's inspiring for fans to collect, what what things they love to do, what things they're not interested, you know, to do, and it changes every week. Uh, so that's kind of been my mo, and I'll throw it over to Lisa. Hey, this is Redbird, aka Lisa, and I am the community manager, and I'm on the marketing and now the product team at Record Shop. And, uh, you know, Nick did a really good job introducing what we do at Record Shop. So I'll just talk a little bit about myself and what we're going to talk about today. Um, today, really, I posted it out, and we really have tried to share this space widely to invite the community to come up and talk with us to hear what you're seeing um, along kind of the entirety of, of web three music specifically. Um, we love hearing new ideas. We love hearing what is interesting you, what questions you have. And um, I think that's kind of where I've come from, where music, where, uh, sorry, Nick has come in with that music background and all of this experience in the music industry. I actually joined the team with zero prior experience in the music industry um, you know, in my spare time, I love to do theater, so I have some of that artistic side, um, but it, my work experience has been pretty much all within the technology, in, like within technology, um, within different industries, the automotive and the fitness industry. So it's been a huge learning curve for me, but the technology side is really what's exciting to me, and especially this concept and what we are really, really passionate about at Record Shop is finding a better way for artists to make a living. Um, you know, we all, I think sp I'm going to speak typically from like the fan perspective and like as a music fan, um, since I'm not a producer or, or any, like I have no hand in creating anything. Um, I think we've all, even as a fans, we know that musicians aren't really being paid fairly. Um, and when we're thinking about things like Spotify and like how much we do to consume that content, but we don't really have to give back a lot in return. 
Um, you know, we think about the days when we used to go to a movie theater and it was, you know, 10 bucks for an hour and a half of a movie. And you flip that now where you're paying 10 bucks a month for Spotify. And how many hours are you really listening to that and enjoying that without really giving anything back to that specific artist? So um, I'm going to actually look through the audience and, and invite up some people. Um, I see Sonia in the audience, uh, Slick, you're new to our community. would love to hear from you. Um, I don't know how to say your name. You're the flying dollar sign. You come up to speak. <laughs> so I am Paper Chase Webb, uh, the one and only. Uh, I got my master's from Berklee College of Music and sound design, music production, as well as my bachelor's. Uh, super deep in the music community. I actually was just onboarded to Record Shop, so I had to attend this chat. Uh, my career has actually just started. I've been uh, 10 years in the making, really proud of what I've become in this industry. And uh, I have a wealth of knowledge. Um, I, I believe that I've been quiet for a very long time. And then uh, last year, I kind of just emerged on the scene and ended up going viral in Web3 and having a lot of success uh, as, an, as an artist, as a content curator, as an NFT artist. Um, but the thing that I lacked was like going proprietary with my own brand. Um, the Paper Chase brand. Uh, so, yeah, I'm basically in the embodiment of uh, the flying emoji. I, I like that. I like I like money. I like power, but I also don't think money and power is more important than people. So I'm kind of trying to create this really cool uh, brand. Um, Spotify artists, iTunes, etc. I've I've pretty much done it all. Opened up for Asher Ross, Chanel West Coast, etc. So I've done all these things, and I just kept coming up short as an artist. And if it wasn't for new platforms like OpenSea, and I haven't gotten my start on Record Shop yet because I'm kind of working on a special genesis for um, Record Shop, but um, good friends of mine like God Cloud, I don't know if you guys know who he is, or um, Chuck or any of these other guys like Happy Little Hairdos, the Bob Ross um, derivatives that came out called Happy Little Hairdos, uh, they kind of really put me onto the space, and ever since, uh, it just feels like it's been easier to uh, generate revenue, uh, to content curate, and to actually get some type of ROI from all this time invested. Whereas I spent most of my career in the dark learning about pros and uh, traditional business methodologies between Web 2. And uh, now we're transitioning into Web 3. And I don't think the space is quite there, but Record Shop is one of the platforms that I've actually observed amongst the other hundreds that I've seen that is just really simple for the user. It really it, it brings NFTs around full circle in a sense of like, hey, here's this digital asset. You can buy this really easily. Here, you can type in your debit card if you want to own this. It's fairly expensive. It's like a micro transaction. And it's perfect for music because, I mean, I never really sought out to get entirely rich off of uh, music or being a producer, but I definitely saw the, how, the opportunity of how it could be lucrative. So... Uh, again, I'm Paper Chase. Thanks for the opportunity to speak. And if you guys ever have any questions, I'm more than good enough. Uh, you know, I've been in the industry a very long time. And I think a lot of the reason why my career hasn't taken off yet is just because I've kind of just been trying to learn it all. And, uh, and, you know, the more you fuck around, the more you learn. So it's like I kind of realized the more I've learned, the less I actually know. So <laughs> that's what's kept me you know, from progressing in the industry. But um, yeah, here I am. Thanks for letting me talk. Welcome, Thanks so much. Welcome. Thanks for coming in. I also uh, graduated from Berkeley, so it's nice to hear from somebody. Oh, amazing. See, you, dude, I, 
like I, that's all you have to say. And I know you're classically trained. I know that you have a good ear. I know that you've been taught by some of the greatest musicians in the world, whether it was online or at the campus. So definitely looking to connect with you more and just, I'm still learning. You know, I don't even know how to really dish my catalog and everything I've been working on is just like intimate sound design where like you love music, you know, and like I'm trying to transition out of this as a 31 year adult, 30, 31 year old adult where it's like, okay, like I'm not 18 anymore where I have like all this time to like sit around and make 150 loops and then not monetize, you know, any of it. I, I need to get back to like loop making, beat making, producing. I just, kind of Berkeley kind of made me fall out of love with it and then on top of it it was the business of the music business itself that just totally I mean last year I just like went on a hiatus I mean once I got my master's last June I stopped making music I stopped getting excited about web 3 I just like it shut me off and then like recently just in the last couple months I've just been noticing so much juice in web 3 like it's almost like it's been reborn again and it's at this time there's not like you know, nifty gateway or fucking super nifty or whatever these platforms are called, like holding this dangling, this carrot above your head. Like, and it's like, wait a second, fuck you. I'm more qualified than any of you fuckers to be on this platform. And I'm being turned down. Like I worked with princess purple rain producer. I've worked with Prince Charles Alexander who produced Biggie, Puffy, Missy, Justin, like what the fuck? Like, like I spent 450 grand on my fucking education and I went into the military to do it. So I got the GI Bill and then like I had friends die while I was like building explosives overseas and shit for a music education. I come home to this country and it's a shitstorm. We've got all these different crypto technologies. We've got all these different tokenomics going on. The current the United States currencies fucking inflating. It's just it's been a very difficult market, especially someone transitioning from the military into a music career. And I guess what I'm getting at is like, if it wasn't for platforms like record shop trying to accomplish the 2.5 business model and getting us to this place, quote unquote, mass adopted, you know, space. I don't know. I, I just, I'm very thankful for record shop. Cause it was like one of the first platforms that was like, yeah, Hey Chase, like come on the platform. And I haven't even posted a card yet. So I don't know. I, I believe in music. I believe in what we do. So well, it's awesome to hear that feedback, and uh, thank you so much for your service, man. Uh, we, uh, yeah, it should be interesting. Like touching on the academia side of this, it's really going to be interesting to see uh, what schools uh, start to teach Web three and, and push into it in a meaningful way. Um, I, I did a seminar recently at NYU um, where they did a full panel on Web three, and it was interesting to just hear some of the feedback from the students, um, and most of these students were, you know, freshmen or just going into NYU because it was like a summer program type of thing. Um, a lot of pushback, uh, a lot of people that said like, well, they can already do this in other ways, uh, which I think in some sense of that, it's true. Uh, there are a lot of things that we do in Web3 that we think are like unique to Web3 and really they exist already. Uh, but the meaningful part of all of it is is that it's done on the blockchain and there's a lot more transparency. Um, I see Rosa has her hand up, so I, I'd love to hear thoughts on all this or anything that you'd like to talk about, Rosa. Jump right in. Hi, thank you for passing me the mic. I actually have more so of a question. Um, 
to someone because I've never heard anybody in a space say that they've actually been speaking in real life in schools and in universities educating on Web3. And I'm curious as to why you might think that musicians aren't aware of these opportunities. I'm based in London and I feel like here in the UK, it's really not known about. Like even people that you'd think know about it that work in things like music PR, that work for record labels, that are high profile music producers, they don't know about it. And me as like an up and coming young artist, um, every time I speak about it, people like widen their eyes and they're like, oh, what, what do you mean? No, 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 no. Why do you think that the education isn't happening do you think that there's like a not to sound like a conspiracy theorist or anything but do you think there's kind of like a higher power or institution that doesn't want people to know or do you think that it's just a case of lack of funding and the fact that this is still a really small niche community real quick question uh because i think lisa would be great to hear from on this too is um did you mean specific to you know academia like schools and high schools and so forth or do you mean just uh, as a whole why the world isn't embracing this technology to educate it, you know in the music space specifically to educate each other on it like what what were you yeah exactly kind of in the middle i'm kind of confused to why the music industry doesn't seem to know what's up in regards to artists especially artists like myself from low-income backgrounds being able to make money from web 3 or currently web 2.5 like why is that not common knowledge in the music industry because it doesn't seem like it is to me personally in the, as a UK and Europe based um, artist. I think there's a bunch of things at play here. Uh, you know, I, I'd love Lisa to touch on this first because I think it, it ha it's doesn't, this is not unique to music. Um, it goes throughout other industries as well. You know, this, all, this whole revolution started really with art um, and there's artists, visual artists and illustrators that, still are not dialed into what's going on. So I don't I don't think it's specific to music or the music industry, but Lisa, feel free to jump in. Yeah, I, um, you just said, like, I don't want to say it's a conspiracy theory, but I also, like, now that you're saying that, I do kind of wonder if there are some of those powers who see the potential of artists really, you know, artists to Nick's point, no matter what, style of art that you produce having that ownership and being able to connect much more directly with your fans rather than going through these platforms and how that really does take away a lot of their power and their sources of income so rose i am positive you're you're hitting the nail on the head where a lot of that fear is not being um tamped down probably as evenly as other technologies that are um, more advantageous to these big corporations that are making a lot of profit off of artists. Um, I have absolutely no doubt that they're not helping the situation. Um, and, you know, just the general feeling of NFTs within your the groups that you speak with, like my family still doesn't really understand it. My sister and I both work in Web3, and it's still like a very... Uh, it's still hard to have those conversations with our family members who are the most engaged with our success. Um, so, you know, it's, it's just a really, we're in an interesting place. And I see Sonia, you have your hand up. And I also want to make sure we go around and um, introduce everybody who's come up and uh, to speak, but why don't we start with Sonia and I'll make sure we get to uh, Malena and to Slick as well. Hey, Lisa. 
So um, I started out on, as a brief intro, I started out on Top Shot. And from there, that's how I found out about Record Shop. Because, um, you know, it was on transition to flow and dapper labs was involved with the record shop development so that's how i found out about record shop and i just really um was just interested in the fact that it was music nfts because everything else before that you know i'd been exposed to was either art or like sports so um i guess it's been about a year since i've been on there and from there you know i kind of got into Twitter spaces really more so than anything and music NFTs because it's really prevalent here. Although I will tell you guys, Reddit has just exploded on Twitter and I'm going to leave it at that. Go look. Um, and, and with their own space and NFTs, there's like a whole movement happening over there. So anyway, I think that the music industry is aware to some extent, I think that they are largely in a watch mode, look and see kind of mode. I know, I think I heard something about Spotify has like a NFT component for artists. I don't know if it's they can, they can dis just display. And of course, you know that Dapper Labs uh, partnered with Instagram to also do um, like uh, NFTs for your profile picture on Instagram. And I heard that Warner Music had partnered with OpenSea, which is like, I'd say, one of the largest, if not largest, NFT um, platform marketplace um, out there. So I think they're kind of in a, a watch and see mode. Um, I'm sure there's some that have just kind of said, oh, whatever, you know, that's chump change over there. We're not really going to get involved in that right now. Um because I don't think there's data, really a lot of data there for, for them to analyze. And, of course, you know, all large corporations are really all about the data. And most corporations are, but, you know, more so the larger ones because they have shareholders and whatnot that they have to um, answer to. But I think it's it, it's I still like Lisa said, it's a situation where a lot of people hear crypto an NFT, and they, it's like they lose their minds or something. They're like, oh, that's bogus. It's a scam and, you know, all that sort of thing. And I think it's really going to take time and some more positive uh, PR around the whole crypto NFT space for average normies is what they call them, you know, to really kind of look and see what this is really about. Because I think that most people out there, the general public, looks at it like this has nothing to do with me. This is not something that I need or want or going to use. And they just kind of tune it out. So anyway, that's my opinion. Thanks for the mic. No, oh. that's super That's super valuable to, to hear. And thanks for sharing that. Um, I think like based on the conversations I've had with higher ups in the music business and, and industry as a whole, um, bigger artist managers, but also, um, you know, guys who run publishing companies and people that are in positions like that who really make top level decisions. Um, they're still waiting to see what's going to shake out, um, especially with established artists who treat their brand as a huge business. Like you look at a guy like Tiesto in dance music, 
Um, of course, it's Tiesto, the the person you see, who's the DJ and the producer. But Tiesto is an entire is teams of people and uh, multiple labels are involved in that structure and management teams. And then he has artists signed and producers and writers signed to him. So it's a massive entity that is tiesto it's not just that guy you see djing and so to move that cruise ship it's not unlike moving a spotify or an apple where it takes a lot for that ship to kind of make a turn and make a make a decision um and what they don't want to do is make that turn and decision and turn into choppy water uh so that's why a lot of those people are apprehensive to step in the space that said every week that goes by uh, the further along the space goes, uh, you know, I just saw that $1.8 billion was paid out to creators uh, through NFTs uh, as of the other day. And like when those numbers start to post, uh, it becomes more meaningful for those big cruise ships to make that turn. Uh, it makes it a lot easier for them to justify those decisions. So again, like every week that passes, I think this conversation gets a lot easier to have. So I guess back to Rose's original question. Um yeah, it had it all hasn't come to a, a tipping point yet, but I think we're we're certainly well on our way. Uh, and for a space that's largely only you know a couple of years old, if that, um, obviously the crypto space is much older. But if you look at really like the NFT space and when it's taken off, and a lot of these when these startups have started, like Record Shop, for instance, is just over a year old. Um, it's it's all very new still. So um, I do think we have. We all have inflated expectations if you're in Web3, but if you zoom out, uh, we're kind of just a blip on the radar right now, but it is happening very quickly. Yeah, loved that. Um, Sonia, there was something else that you said, but now I totally lost it because Nick took us on a good tangent. Um, I do want to pass it over to Milena and welcome you. I don't think we've actually seen you in our spaces before, so welcome. Hey. Hey. Nice to meet you. Um, yeah, I actually uh, I was on a space the other day with the with record um, shop, and I feel like um, it was a really interesting conversation, and I wanted to get involved um, in this space. Um, so I'm a musician based in London. I'm actually good friends with Rosa in real life. She kind of um, she told me about the whole Twitter space and NFTs. Um, I've been like trading crypto for a few years but um have only recently kind of started thinking about nfts for my project um i've like released two albums and i'm a producer and guitarist and filmmaker kind of very independent and um and yeah and i feel like so far with like uh, you know talking to a lot of people i feel uh, all of this like nft talk has been making me think a lot about like marketing and like how I'm going to like, it's, it's really changing the way that I think about it. Cause I think, uh, generally as musicians, we kind of think that we need to do the, the social media and the, like the web two stuff. Um, but now like after listening to a lot of people on Twitter and the spaces, um, it's really kind of making me think, okay, like how, you know, uh, looking at how other people are marketing their um, NFT drops, like sh we need to be treating like our normal music releases 
in the same way and this this is kind of like what i've been getting so far i feel like at the moment i'm still a little bit apprehensive with um with like doing my own nft drop or like or i just need to like learn more i'm like a newbie um but i feel like um that in, in terms of like the recession and the cost of living crisis and like and it being very early i, I i'm sort of in a stage of um of learning still um so yeah so that's me <laughs> um yeah yeah i think we all are that's almost a theme that uh i think comes up in a lot of these spaces and paper chase was just talking about that earlier of this state of learning and uh you know the web3 industry as a whole and especially music nfts like nick just said it's only been a year we're still learning and i think nick can really speak to the grind and rose i see your hand up but nick can absolutely speak to the grind of releasing something only in web3 right as the crypto winter winter was starting this spring and how how much extra that just put on him to have to teach all of these people, hey, um, all of these Web2 folks, like, hey, come on, like, let's let's learn about this together. Um, so, yeah, I, I totally hear what you're saying. And, and it is a lot of like, hey, let's learn more. Let's try things. Let's I've got this great idea. I'm just going to run with it and see how it goes and like find a few people who want to support me. And often that can get you pretty far. Uh, Rose, I'll throw it over to you. Hi, I'm not. Um, I just wanted to say thank you so much and goodbye because I'm I'm meeting with people right now. But this has been a really amazing space. I'm so happy to see my lemma here, my gal. <laughs> um, yeah, I just want to say thank you, and I'll definitely be at the next one. I hope everyone has a lovely evening. Bye. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for coming through. Yeah, just real quick on the topic of uh, our drop and like what I had to do, what we had to do to get that moving um, with the market condition. Um, I mean, we basically took every tool in our toolkit from things we've done from the beginning of promoting our records and albums and, and threw it into that drop to see what would work. Um, we also tried a lot of new things. Like we had the participate to create event where we did a track with holders prior to this drop. Um, so the top holders are now, you know, they're going to be part of another event that we're doing pretty soon, actually, uh, to create another record with us. So it's basically like every tactic, merch idea, um, long tail activation jammed into this one drop to make it work. And um, we had a singular goal of selling out. I felt like for our first NFT drop, because we had put so much time into it, it was basically like creating a double album. We worked with a bunch of different artists on it as well, uh, from music artists to our graphic artist who was involved in everything and then the record shop team i just felt like a responsibility that like if we were going to go out with this thing like we needed to make sure it sold out um and luckily it did but it certainly was a huge undertaking uh so much so that like now i can't even think about doing another pack drop until next year um which is fine because we treated it like an album and we wanted to give people that experience and it's had a really long tail for us where we're still doing airdrops and still doing utility based on certain artifact cards that were in that drop. And we have a lot more coming like with our album, our traditional albums coming up. So we're going to do a lot more tied to that as well for, for collectors of the pack. Um, but, you know, figure that pack came out in spring of this year and now we're going to stretch it well into 2023 with utility. So 
Um, I've learned a ton by doing that, but it's also, been, I think it's been cool for uh, collectors. Like I see last Ravens in here. I'd, lo I'd love his feedback on that. Um, I think, and Sonya, of course, um, I think it's been cool for collectors to like, Oh shit. I forgot. I bought that like six months ago and I just got another airdrop in my email. I think that's kind of cool. Like that's something I would like if I, if I spent 20 bucks on something six months, months ago and they're still sending me utility, that's a win in my book. Paper chase, go for it. So I just kind of wanted to briefly speak on the IP grab that kind of occurred uh, early 2021 with NFTs uh, that threw the space for a loop. Uh, it put uh, thought leaders in a very advantageous uh, situation where they actually had to choose uh, righteousness over selfishness. And I just want to kind of make everybody aware of that moment in time, um, not to name any names, but um, it was really sad to see um, a continuation of small artists getting getting punched on uh, by new innovative tech or um, new leaders in the space who weren't so thoughtful of, I mean, basically it was like our iteration of what we've already been experiencing in tradition, traditional business methodology for since the dawn of man. And so, I just want to make sure that everybody understands that we're not doing this web three stuff to reciprocate the past We're, we're this isn't, yes, it was an IP grab, but also the intellectual property is now the whole point of it is to be shared. I mean, we can call them files. We can call it music. We can call them PDF docs, whatever, whatever type of asset that we're uploading to the internet, you know, um, Hopefully everybody's starting to move forward with a little bit more ethical decision making instead of just trying to be the first to the space, trying to do a quick a cash grab and then they're out. I mean, it happened to me. I, I launched my first um, JPEG art project uh, with some of the guys that I breed American Police with. And uh, we made like $20,000 off JPEG art. But we didn't understand exactly how to deliver the value or create the community um, we were kind of just participating in like, oh, we can make cool art and people will get these derivatives and da da da. Well, I might have made my humble little 20 grand and that could be the world to somebody, I understand. But in the grand scheme of what we're up against in this space when it comes to people uh, leading from the front and not doing it necessarily in ethical ways, um, I've some of my friends I've seen, well, or what were friends, made millions. And, um, they totally forgot about the people that help onboard them. They told, forgot about what the movement was about. Um, so I just hope that like moving into, we've got 64 days left uh, in 2022. And 2023, I think, is definitely going to set a new tone for Web3 just because of where it sits technologically in the timeline. So if you can see all the way back to 2017 from the Bitcoin boom to where we've humbly came in five years, there's more excitement around this space than ever, right? So I just, you know, again, money is not more important than people. That's why I'm this little freaking flying dollar sign. And um, I just want to, I just want to see the people who haven't done well in the past ever in their life really get to this point uh, where they can financially take care of themselves. And I think that's what's cool about Record Shop is like it offers this platform that allows you to just upload this card. And then this card comes with obviously these, these, this IP and these assets and this experience for the user that really hasn't been in the industry. So I'm super hyped about it, but that's kind of 
what I wanted to talk about just and briefly touch on because intellectual property is really the name of the game here. And the reason why the big wigs are holding on to the IP so hard is because, I mean, we're talking about BMI, we're talking about ASCAP, we're talking about the, the three conglomerates that rule the industry. NFTs, they're not that hyped on it. They're, you know, why, why would they be? It's not advantageous to their business methodologies for the last 30, 40, 50, 60, 100 years. So, um, if you're somebody who starts to take off in the space, like, like show other people how to do it. Like there's so much information out here. You just get lost in the sea of information of what to do or what can I do or what's possible. And then there's not even as much execution. And, And so I really think in order to be successful in life, and I, and I know it to be true because it's been working for me lately is that you got to bring people with you. If you can't make people successful, you'll never be successful. So just my thoughts. Yeah, I think you've hit some really good points. And I, I, my personal feeling is that is basically everybody has come to that realization. And that's when crypto winner hit, when we said, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why are we putting all this money in when we're not getting that utility back or we're not feeling that sense of it being worth it as collector, like again, coming from the collector's perspective. Um, And I'm sure Eric or uh, Slick, you know, we haven't heard from you yet. I'd love to hear your opinions. Um, But I I think that's been a bit of our pushback against these, um, you know, projects that come in and, and we're struggling to figure out like, how do we, how do we do this beyond our one drop because uh, it is a lot of work. And I think Nick just ex- like highlighted a little bit about how much work it is. And he's still, again, delivering on um, rewards. It's been five months to keep up that hype, to keep his community alive with the Disco Fries fans. And so it's not as simple as just dropping something, um, which is very much something that our Web2 big conglomerates are very, very used to. So it's a huge shift. I think we as a community are a little bit waking up to that and we're seeing that now with where we're at in the, um, just in the space in general. So super, like, love your points. Uh, I, I want to give the opportunity to Eric or Slick before I hop over to Sonia, just because we haven't heard from them yet. And um, Slick is really new to our community. Uh, Eric's been around for a long, long time. Welcome both of you. Hey, hey. Are you going to come off and speak? Hey, Slick. Hey, how's it going? Uh, uh, hello, Lisa, Nick. You know, thanks for having the space. Um, yeah, I actually learned a little bit about Record Shop back in June with uh, Ferry Corson's drop. And that's when I first you know, found out about our Record Shop. And then y'all did like a dapper uh, promotion when y'all first you know, connected uh, with that wallet. And and I was having a little bit of issues there when in the initial rollout, and then I kind of like phased out. And then GodCloud was in one of our um, pop-up record shop uh, spaces talking about his uh, Lucifer and track and, and the record shop. And I was like, this record shop, this sounds so familiar. And then I had to just ask him, I was like, is this, is this the one where like you purchase and you get like a little card? And then you, know, you, you can buy packs, and it's kind of like, he's like, yeah, it's that. It's like, oh, I have to revisit. And I took the time to actually you know, sort out the Dapper wallet to pay for the cards and still working it out. Like, I can do it on desktop, but on mobile, it's a little bit issue, a uh, little 
I encountered some problems, but I was I was able to still, you know, make a couple purchases and kind of interested on the concept because me I come from um, grassroots music uh, promotions, so street teams with posters and flyers, and uh, with Web three and everyone talking about community. And pretty much what I do, I'm always in the community, you know, visiting the record shops and the community boards, the coffee shops, you know, dropping off the event flyers on who's coming into town. And I feel like with music NFTs and Web3 being community-based, I mean, it's, I feel like maybe I can understand this. And uh, I've just been diving deep into niching down into music NFTs, and it's it's been quite, quite an experience. Awesome. By the way, how do, I, how do I get some of those posters you got on your profile? Because they look super dope. <laughs> uh, so I recycle the posters, so I take down all the outdated ones. So uh, let me know which one you're interested in. I probably have a duplicate. <laughs> That's awesome, and thank you. Uh, just a real quick, wheeling it back really fast. Um, one of the points I wanted to make that I was trying to hang on to in my brain Um was i think lisa something you were talking about uh with paper chase um i just feel like the terms of service and what fans are actually getting communicating that is the most important part on a platform level um and for any artists that are doing drops if you're giving ip ownership communicating that is crucial and if you're not communicating that is crucial and if they're not getting ip ownership what are they getting what is the utility not saying paint out the whole roadmap but giving a sense of that right up front is really helpful um so collectors know what they're getting into and i think early on in web3 and nfts we nobody really knew like board ape obviously did open ip but then we later found out it wasn't entirely open uh, they still have some sense of ownership and you're basically getting a license. Um, but these are things that now have been kind of sh shaken out and we understand better what people need to know. So again, I think it, it comes down to platforms and artists being really clear with what they're giving for utility, whether that's IP ownership or something else. Over to Sonia. Oh, to touch on, um, I forget who was, I can't remember who it was that was talking about these um, derivative projects and things like that. I haven't really, <clears throat> I mean, obviously my PFP is Illa, the producer, um, his project, um, but be, and that's one of the few that I've bought into because of the value you know, you get direct access to him. You know, he's been Grammy nominated. Nominated. He's um, worked with a lot of, you know, stars and whatnot. But to come back to Record Shop, that's one of the reasons why I've really stuck with the platform. Because to me, looking at some of the other ones, and there's so many out there now, um, there's such value. And especially the fact that we're so new in the space. I just feel like I'm getting a lot of bang for my buck. I'm getting some things in my portfolio. Um, whereas if I go to another platform, you know, maybe I have to pay, I don't know, say a couple hundred bucks for just a song. 
and that doesn't really give me access to the artist. It doesn't give me real community, I feel like. Um, so it's going to, and I'm not sure that it's really sustainable for an artist to, to get two or $300 just for a song. Um, and especially now that we're in this economy, I know some people are still doing it and I don't really know their background or, you know, what their fan base is like. Um, but I just keep coming back to record shop because of the value and, um, and talking about IP, just the fact that you get a card and you get the song, you might get the stems, you get, you know, different uh, a remix and things like that. I just hope that um, Record Shop is, is going to, and I feel like they're going to emerge as one of the, the platforms that's going to be uh, around because of that reason. So I just wanted to put that out there. I will say that is the plan for sure. <laughs> uh, I'll pass it over to uh, Iraq. Hey, hey. What's going on, everybody? Phenomenal talk so far. Um, you know, I think right now the space is uh, a little mixed because you've got creators who want to make money and you've got collectors who want to make money. Now, I myself coming from like in real life collectibles, you know, I understand that when you collect something, you're not supposed to get 100x on the second day. But um, in this space, you have seen some crazy things that have done that. Now, if that was manipulated, that's stuff that us uh, normies don't see. But, um, you know, my, my journey started uh, with Ethereum, and then I was heavily, heavily in on the, the Flow blockchain. That's where I found Record Shop. Uh, the reason I love Record Shop is because I've learned so many new artists to me. Like, again, um, Disco Fries. I, I should have heard about these guys a little bit ago, but I didn't hear about them until Record Shop. Same thing with Vassy. You know what I mean? Vassy, I should have known about for a long time and here we are uh, i get to find out about her on record shops yeah i'm always loving those things where i can find new things because as a human being i'm just looking to grow i mean i'm a middle-aged man i guess you could say i don't like saying that i like to say i'm 20 but um you know we learn and we grow as human beings and if you're not looking to grow you know sometimes you end up getting uh into a bad place in your life you get upset you get hurt um and you really need to try to corral your expectations. Um, I, I don't know um, where I'm going on this journey because now I'm, I'm migrated to Polygon. Um, you know, I have um, this one app that I'm looking for. It's like a health app that connects with my steps on my Apple Watch and everything like that. Web3 is ridiculous, and you have to be in it to win it because there's so much stuff going on. If you're not a part of it, you're only hearing what people say. So it's always best to have hands-on experience to learn um, I feel like all of us in this room right now are well on our journey here. I'm, I don't know if any newbies are, are in the group here, but um, you know that, that's pretty much what we're looking to do. Now, with what Reddit just did, they onboarded 3 million people um, with Reddit. Now, I'm still trying to figure out what the heck's going on with that because I went into Reddit. I signed up for a premium account. I was looking for a Reddit wallet, but I guess there is no wallet. I guess we just use our MetaMask. I'm not too sure. But um, again, I'm here for the journey. I'm here to educate I am not uh, anyone who ever wants to be like an influencer or an expert. I'm an enthusiast, and I'm here to, to hold hands and to grow on this journey. And that's one of the things, again, I love about Record Shop. You know, Lisa has uh, worked diligently to um, keep the community happy, providing value to the community. Um, and that's one of the things that I love about Record Shop as well. I mean, every now and again, we, uh, we get a, um, a card drop, the airdrop, but I really love the IRL stuff. I love it when uh, 
I get an airdrop from uh, Disco Fries and it goes to the Dropbox where I can play it whenever I want to, either on the app on my phone or on my desktop. So again, I remember we had somebody that was crying about that in the uh, Discord, which is crazy because if you're on uh, Web3, there's no reason you should be crying about uh, Dropbox. That's a very easy, simple stuff there. But um, but again, I, I like the IRL stuff. I, I've gotten my uh, my stuff from Disco Fries. I got a signed thing from Disco Fries. I got my uh, a hat that I purchased from Disco Fries for the OGAF. So uh, I just love it. I appreciate everything that you guys do. I also appreciate you guys having this space for all of us to be able to uh, talk a little bit about what's going on. And this is more of a gratitude thing. I'm not really giving uh, much value today, but I'm just letting people know about what I've experienced here and how I've loved it. And I'm going to continue to love it, continue to grow, and try to uh, share what I've learned with other people as well. Thanks, Eric. Yeah, you've been such a great advocate on these spaces and other ones. So always appreciate having you come up. Uh, Slick, what's going on? Yeah, uh, Eric commented on uh, being a newbie in the space and uh, just had a few questions about like the platform and uh, music NFTs just kind of in general. Um, uh, coming, I guess, from a consumer and an artist. And um, one is, like, how are the artists able to communicate with the cardholders? Is that like a back-end thing that the record shop provides or is it is it like uh, like an ethereum wallet where or like a po app where you're like if you click on it you can see who all else holds like the card and then that's how you can you know airdrop them value and then also um how how does like if you're like a dj and you're putting a mix together like as long as you hold a card to a particular track on record shop are you does that kind of give you uh, the ability to play the the mix, like a, a recorded mix, or it on like a Twitch channel, or like how does like how does it differ from like non-music NFTs? Uh, I'll answer your first question, and I'll pass over to Nick for your second question because he's just definitely got the better understanding of rights and all of that stuff. Um, but your first question was, how do artists communicate and like drop? special things to their collectors um and i will give you a little bit of history on where we're at and where we want to go because that's not the most simple answer um but what right now when you complete uh like when you're participating in record shop you're buying drops for example the drop that nick did with disco fries our collectors actually had a challenge page that they went to and they saw like, what, what do I need to do in order to get X reward? Um, and from there, uh, in our fine print, we actually say, you know, we're going to give your email address to Disco Fries so that they can deliver these rewards to you. In the future, we do want that to be all automated within Record Shop um, so that we're not handing out your email to anyone, but that is sort of current state where we're at. Um, you know, our platform is pretty robust, but what we've been working on very diligently for the last six to eight months has been that back-end artist portal and what that allows them to do and giving them more ownership so that we're not hand-holding for them at all. Uh, that's been our main goal. So that will all be built in. Um, of course, that comes with a lot of difficulties like subscription mechanism and being able to unsubscribe and all of that really fun tech stuff that you have to think about, um, which is just why it's a little bit slower. So for now, 
most of the challenges you complete, if it's the artist who is delivering you a reward, we're just passing over your email, but that is in the fine print. Um, so that's the, you know, how are we doing that in this meantime? Um, most of the rewards that are NFT rewards, we don't have to pass your email over because I can just do that from our system. Um, so those are anytime you get an airdrop from a reward that's coming from me. Um, so that's pretty fun. <laughs> but I'll throw it over to Nick for your question on kind of how usage works if you wanted to, say, play a song on Twitch. Um, and he could maybe talk about how it's different artist to artist. Yeah, could you just repeat that question one more time for me in detail? I believe it was, you know, if uh, if one of your collectors collected your NFT and they wanted to then play that on Twitch or elsewhere, is that right, Slick? Yeah, I guess from like a, a DJ perspective, because uh, um, I to do a little bit of DJing a couple of years back. And so I remember going to the record shops and, you know, by digging for records. And so I look at the record shop as kind of the same thing. Like you're pulling like exclusive tracks that might only be available on the record shop or they're like VIP edits or something. Uh, and so like, if I hold a card, I think you're able to like download the track, but did, are you sort of at that point, like, since it's verified, I guess, on the Flow blockchain, like you have the right to play that VIP edit in a mix, and if it, or if it's being like recorded like in a Twitch set or something, as long as it's given recognition to like the track list. So with ours, because we uh, on Record Shop only use stuff that we have full rights to, meaning we own the master rights, or our label Liftoff, which we own, um, owns the master rights, and we don't um, hinder any of those things. Um, yeah, I mean, you're more than welcome to. And in fact, we encourage it. Uh, we love when people use our stuff and they credit us. I think that's awesome. Um, but again, this kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier, where like each use case is different and every artist, uh, every artist has a different um, set of priorities for how they monetize things and, and what their the scope is that they're giving out within a NFT. Um, so I what we do is definitely different from what others might do. Um, but yeah, speaking, speaking for us, please have at it. Yeah. And I know we have some, uh, collectibles that the artist in general has like a very open, um, you know, an open policy with using their music. Uh, I know that it's been on our roadmap to add like little badges to the NFT. So you know, which ones are, um, that you can use throughout, like, wherever you want. Um, I know there's other badges that we wanted to add to, like, exclusive to Record Shop or um, other things. I just, honestly, I don't think that's super high on the priority list at the moment. Um, but always, like, the more requests we get for it, the higher it can bump stuff up on the priority list, to be honest. So it's good to hear. All right, we're about five minutes out from the hour, so I just want to kind of open it up to any last questions, and maybe we can start to wrap it up. Um, and maybe I can, if, if nobody's going to raise their hand, I'll just keep talking. <laughs> um, but one thing I did want to come back to, from what Paper Chase had said, and 
has kind of been noodling in the back of my brain this entire conversation is does have to do again with IP and rights. And I wonder if we are looking at Web3 with these Web2 glasses on where it is, okay, we still have to play within the rights that exist. And, um, you know, there's, uh, and again, I'm not super familiar with the rights, but there's mechanical rights, there's blah, 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 all these different rights. Does, I guess my question is, does Web3 really need to still work within that and play within those? Or is there opportunity for Web3 to kind of blow that out and say, hey, actually, maybe artists don't own that? I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> but paper chase, I'll, I'll pass it over to you. Wow, where to begin? Um, that was great. Um, you know, I just read something on Twitter here. Um, Fitch says legislative framework for banks and digital assets at federal level will need to be initiated through U.S. Congress. Who knows where the digital space is right now, Web3? I, I know that people really believe in it. And um, I recently just uh, read a book and they talked about Japanese pearls and how they basically had no value for a really long time until somebody came up with a good marketing scheme. So, I don't know. Who knows with the other digital assets? But specifically when we talk about Record Shop and what it does and where you guys sit and how people are able to collect these cards, I mean, it essentially to me is like another opportunity like B-Stars. Um, I can make a profile. You guys gave me access. I'm still working on my artist debut card, but like I can go on there and a consumer or my audience can just go on there and use fiat currency to buy the digital asset. That's totally operating within like all of like U.S. current laws and, and things of that nature right now. But what well, your platform has the ability as these laws and uh, SEC goes through all these things that they need to. At the, it's very complicated. Who knows the process? I don't. <laughs> but when it does begin to go through, I think that platforms like Record Shop will ha easily transition into the space because they're they're thinking Web3, but they're still operating in a way that's very web 2.5 and so you know you've even hear, heard on the internet uh web 4 so just like meta hasn't launched their stuff yet there's a lot of like <clears throat> really big high level companies such such as amazon and etc pushing innovation and reddit's now doing nfts guys like because we value nfts so much it is going to become the Japanese pearl, and it already is, and people have already made life millions of dollars and lifetime savings off of this just the conceptual like the the concept we've got new we've got new zuckerbergs he's a thing of the past now like what i'm what i'm getting at is i i think that it's really special what record shop has done for artists to be able to create the card apply the digital ip and then be able to actually monetize off of like a very difficult uh path that these individuals have taken in their life if you know anything about art we're all starving so like, we're all trying to get to this consensus of, like, oh, you know, I contributed something. And I feel like that right now we're innovating in the space, trusting the space and saying, I'm going to collect this particular person's asset or IP in hopes that, A, it will bring me utility, B, it will be valuable and sentimental to me, C, you know, whatever you want to add to that, Um so, you know, I, I really appreciate you guys just holding the space and <clears throat> continuing to innovate because I noticed that the days that I go without listening to these conversations or just, 
you know, kind of floating. Um, the space continues to advance. Um, and I don't want to give up on the ideas. I don't want to give up on the idea of, of anything. Not America, not the global economy, not us all working together to create a decentralized uh, universe for us to operate and sell goods, services, trade, etc. So it's very getting very primal in, right now with technology. Um, I don't know if you guys feel that too, but feel free to chime in on anything I've said. But if you guys have any um, uh, opinions on how an artist should debut their card on your platform to be successful, that would be some super good info too. Lot, a lot here to unpack, which I, I hate to leave a cliffhanger, but I think we got to do it because uh, we are at our time of three. But happy to take this offline and, and give you some tactics on the debut card rollout. Um, welcome to Record Shop 1. Uh, I'm happy to be the first alongside Lisa to, to welcome you to the platform. And um, made a lot of great points today. So thanks for jumping on. Sonia, thank you. Iraq. Uh, everybody in here, thanks for listening. We're here every Wednesday at one o'clock. Um, at one o'clock, it's th it's two o'clock. Sorry, two o'clock Eastern. Um, I'm gonna go screw my brain back on. I'm Nick from the Disco Fries. Uh, I need to go make a record right now, and I'm gonna turn it over to Lisa to wrap things up with any announcements. Yo, that's awesome. Uh, we can't wait to hear what you're working on. Um, all right. So for everybody who came up today, thank you so, so much. We are going to be posting this on our podcast. So we are, you can actually hook up with us on Substack and get it right into your inbox um, or obviously follow us on any major podcast program. So thank you so much. Y'all are going to be featured. It's been such a great time. We're definitely going to do this again and just invite the community up to have these conversations because this was a great one today. So thank oh, you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, real, go for real it, quick, real quick. I, um, so this is a shameless plug. Uh, I'm going to shill something, but it doesn't cost you anything. Don't worry. I start, I finally, after uh, many people ask me why I don't have a personal profile and I always speak on behalf of the group on this profile, I finally started a personal profile so you can hear me yap on there, uh, but I have like no followers. So if you guys want to go over there, my personal profile is Dick Nitri. It's not Nick Dietri, which is my name, it's Dick Nitri. So D-I-C-K-N-I-T-R-I -I is the profile. You can follow me there. Lisa just pinned it. Thank you. Uh, for giving me a few followers of people who actually maybe care about these medium articles that I'm spending time on for the heck of it because I have nothing else to do. Uh, that's it. That's all I got to say for today. <laughs> Take it away. All right. Cheers, everyone. We'll see you next week. We'll be doing Women of Web 3. So same time, same place. Talk to you then. Hey, fam. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. We hope you found it informative and fun. To learn more about Record Shop, visit us at recordshop.com. That's R-C-R-D-S-H-P dot com.